Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the show where we promise to never swing a kettlebell at you in anger. Uh, it is another episode of It's a Black and White Thing. I am your host, Carlos Johnson. Uh, you can listen to previous episodes of the show at soundcloud.com slash A1TheLP. That's all letters. That's soundcloud.com slash A1THelp. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash A1TheLP. Once again, all letters. And the same for my Facebook, facebook.com. I'm not going to put my Instagram out there because I don't really take pictures of myself. I'm not a selfie guy. If I take a picture, it's normally got my kid or my wife in it. Um, so Instagram maybe someday. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host. What's up, y'all? A Ward. Um, you can holler at me on Instagram, A Ward Bars, uh, or hit me up on Facebook, um, Kimzy K I M as in Mary, Z as in Zebra. Y. Uh, <laughs> uh, holler at me on there. And uh, it's good to be back, man. It's good to get some momentum with the show. Uh, we got what three weeks in a row now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but most of all, man, uh, it's good to see y'all. Uh, shout out to Reese uh, once again with Amp. Uh, for letting us come through and uh, and having a setup ready, so yeah, yeah, and also to the third, you know, person guest host who was supposed to be here tonight, who shall remain nameless. Oh yeah, uh, we won't name you out. We won't call you out this time. You know, uh-huh. just know I'm never inviting you out again though, because it's two weeks in a row. So um, that you you stood us up. Although the first week, I mean, you have, both weeks are noble reasons, but still, you you never you're not never invited again. So exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it's. Uh, Going to be another great show. I'm excited because this is, for me, it's one of the most wonderful times of the year. Um, it is the NBA draft. We're actually watching it right now as it takes place. Yep. Uh, shout out to Carl Anthony Towns, who we all knew was going to be the first pick. So uh, we're going to start with NBA since the draft is happening right now. And real, we won't, we're not here to provide commentary for real time, uh, for real time picks, but we will talk a little bit about uh, the NBA draft. Yep. Um so, obviously, we know top picks, Carl Anthony Towns, once again, shout out to him. Coach Kyle getting that great recruiting FaceTime. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling he'll be on the camera quite a bit. Today. Yeah, a few times, a few times. Yeah. Um, so, we already know the top, who the top pick is now that that's, that's said and done. So, we'll start with this question. Who do you think is going to be the best player in the draft? Oh, man. Um, at the end of the day, are we talking rookie of the year? Are we talking – you can do time. both. You can do both. Rookie, who you think will end up being the rookie of the year from this class, and then who do you think will end up being the best player when we look back uh, eight, nine, ten years down the road? Um, rookie of the year. Um, I think rookie of the year. I'm going to go with somebody you mentioned earlier is uh, the point guard at Ohio State, Russell. Um, I think that he's a like, like like we've heard, you know, most complete player in a draft. Um, and after some of the highlight videos I saw of him today. Um, I became a believer. Uh, <laughs> I slept on him for a good minute, uh, just because Big Ten basketball is not really worth watching. Um, but uh, but I slept on him for a good minute. But after watching some of the highlight videos, man, I have not seen somebody um, pass like that, court vision like that, and I haven't seen anybody in a draft with court vision and pass the, the complete package. And they said he's got a jumper. Uh, yeah. And he's a lefty. I mean, yeah. So rookie of the year, I'll go there. Um, in the long run, oh, man. Well, uh, we were just talking about it earlier. Uh, the how you say it? How you say his name? Uh, Whiplash. Chris Stapps. Chris. Oh, Chris. Chris Stapps. No, <laughs> Chris Stapps. Parzingis. Ah, uh, now you're trolling. But go ahead, continue, <laughs> continue. Go ahead, go ahead. No, but uh, uh, I mean, I read an article today talking about if he puts, you know, twenty to thirty pounds on, um, he could be a force here in the next year or two. So, um, but 
who can predict that? I really like the Winslow kid. Uh, had a friend talk to me earlier this uh, this week about Winslow, his 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 choice for rookie of the year. Um, I think he's a uh, he's got a, a pretty good uh, chance at it too. So what about yourself, man? Uh, I'm mean, like you. I'm 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 on the D'Angelo Russell hype train. I think uh, the the episode with Reese. Um, I I said that I wanted the Bulls to trade up to the Knicks pick to take Russell because I think he's going to be that good, that great of a player. Um, if you haven't seen it, just go into uh, YouTube and just Google uh, crazy D'Angelo Russell pass, and you'll see him about a little you know, wing, you'll say, about the wing position yeah, yeah, yeah. from the three-point line. He throws a lefty bounce pass with spin, and it's not one of those things where you see where he says, okay, the player's open, I'm going to pass no. it. It's one of those, I'm going to throw it to a spot. Yeah. You be there like and throw and him open. yeah yeah he threw, almost yeah. like a football thing. So um, I think he has a, the ability to score. He's talked about how he's a pass first guy and he who can get his points if, when needed. And so at that size six five with the way the league is trending, uh, with with the with it becoming more guard oriented, wing oriented, he's going to be able to guard the one two and as if he puts on enough size, you know, in a pick and roll with a three. He's six six. Six, he? five, six, six five six five. Yeah. yeah so five. as he puts on weight. He'll be able to, you know, like I said, on pick and rolls, he won't be a great matchup, but he'll, with his size, he'll be able to hold his own. Yeah. So I think he takes my rookie of the year, and uh, down the line, I think he'll end up being the best player, although I'm really, really high on Carl Anthony Towns um, with his versatility. Uh, it just between, so I'll ask you this, between the two big men, if you had a, if you had a choice, if obviously if you were Minnesota and you, were, you determined you're going big guy, who would you take? Between Okafor um, and uh, I think and they Towns. Made, I think they made the correct pick. Um, I think that um, that Towns is going to give them the ability to extend the floor. Um, it's going to give the ability for Rubio to run, you know, pick and roll if they even keep Rubio or if he is even worth keeping. I don't know. I've been reading about that lately. It's just like um, if he can't develop a jumper. But I think that Towns fits Minnesota better. But I also think that. Um, uh, a rare big man like Joel Okafor. I mean, they don't come around very often. Like, uh, and so I think that um, the, the Lakers are probably going to have to take him there at two. I would um, go Russell. I would go Russell. That's your Kobe successor right there. You think so? I w- now, me personally, and this pick is coming in now, I would take Russell. I would take Russell over Okafor. I get the big man comparison, and we were going back and forth with Shock. Shout out to Shock. Mm-hmm. He's a, you know, a Laker fan, and he – he says it's easier to find a point guard, and there it is. They took Russell. Yep, I'm they saying sure they listened to me. They heard yeah. me. But um, it's easier to uh, it's easier to find guards uh, than it is to find big men. But again, I just like I like his upside. Yeah. Um, but if I had to choose between the two, I would take Towns. I think he's starting from a better base. He's more versatile. He didn't shoot a lot of three pointers at Kentucky, but um, in draft workouts, they said his his stroke was pretty good, and he's a catch and shoot guys so like if you're in a situation where you can run some pick and rolls he can do some pick and pop uh, i think he's a better defender uh than uh <laughs> he's a better defender than than okafor is now and i know uh, coach k was on with uh, dan patrick and he said that part of the reason okafor wasn't so aggressive defensively is because they didn't have the depth and they didn't want him picking up fouls oh, okay. um but from a lifestyle standpoint, how geek does D'Angelo Russell have to be right now? Oh, he's got to be. One, you didn't go to Philly, which I was reading today that player, the agents were texting Philly, please don't draft our guy. <laughs> um, but two, he gets to go to L.A. Like year-round sunshine, beautiful weather. He's single, ready to mingle. 
Maybe I don't know. He might his his you girl would might. Know, though. You I mean you, you you know all the random facts about everybody. Well, I mean when he yeah. got up just now, I didn't see him kissing any young lady, so he, he's his single ready to meet. His favorite restaurant is In-N-Out Burger. Oh, come I on. mean he's just. <laughs> but uh but yeah so but from a lifestyle choice that's going to L A is really dope. Oh yeah. Um but yeah so yeah I would take Towns over Okafor as well. There's that crazy pass that we uh, that we yeah. were talking about. Um so right now obviously the Sixers are going to take. Are they? Okafor. I mean, they, they get Okafor. Like, yeah. that's happening. That, is Embiid ever going to even play in the NBA? That I hope so. That that really makes me sad that he's having the foot troubles. I really like Embiid. If you follow him on Twitter. Hilarious. Uh, he is hilarious. Hilarious. He, he is tweeted hilarious. the uh, picture of his face today. He's like, in honor of the uh, NBA draft. Oh, uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the look where he kind of looked like he was not happy yeah. that he. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Crazy. Um, so, I. I, I I don't know. I feel bad. I know they said that the uh, the Serbian cat, um, whose name is Chris Stapps. No, 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 no. It's the guy they drafted oh. last year. Oh, okay. Um, whose name is escaping me right now? He won't be coming over for another two, or at least another year or so. Right. Um, and so they were they were hoping that he failed to him, and they they're probably going to take Okafor. Um, the one pick that I'm really interested in, and we'll move on from the NBA draft after this, is what are the Knicks going to do because. They were talking about wanting to get one of the three of Okafor, Russell, or Towns. Right. Two of the three are gone. Philly's in front of them, um, and it doesn't look like they're going to get them. So and will we see any trades? I think we will eventually. Maybe um, the Kings wanted a uh, Russell. Nah, that's not going to happen. No. The Kings dysfunction. If George, so if you haven't been following this situation, a few days ago it popped up that Demarcus Cousins. Was was being shot by George Call while the shot. owner, not shot, yeah, okay. yeah not <laughs> shot, not like <laughs> ouch, not like lightning strike, but he was being shopped, as in photoshopped, uh, by by George Call to other teams while Vladi Divac, who is like the team president, um, really, I did not know that. Yeah, and and hopefully I said his name right, Vivek Ranadive, the owner, uh, was adamantly denying that. Demarcus was on the on the block, and huh. so there were talks that the Lakers were uh, were had a an, an agreed framework deal in place to acquire Demarcus Cousins, um, and apparently that's not going to happen now. I think I, I read that the Lakers once they make the pick, they can't trade it because their draft pick you can't trade back to back picks with players attached or something. Oh wow! And so like their 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 draft pick next year is owed to somebody. So like technically now that they've had a name attached to that pick, they can't move it. So, apparently DeMarcus Cousins isn't going, at least he's not going to L.A., um, but it is, things have gotten so dysfunctional in Sacramento that a report came out that the owner is thinking about firing George Carl. He's only now, he's only been on the job four months. This right. is after they fired the coach that DeMarcus Cousins endorsed, was really, uh, had a really good synergy and connection with, so that bears watching. I don't know what's going to happen there, but yep. But, yeah, I think there will be trades. I think the Knicks are going to look to maybe trade down. Uh, there was a report that Frank Kaminsky was that guy. So, mm. that all bears watching. Um, so, last thing with the draft. Do you have a favorite team? Uh, not really. Uh, I just follow players. Um, I, I, I honestly, you know, I like the Lakers because I like Kobe Bryant. Uh, but when he leaves, I couldn't see myself continuing to root for the Lakers. I don't like the organization, really. Um, but, uh, I mean, like I said, I follow players, so I, I became a, a Steph Curry fan, not this year, but last year. Um, and so, obviously, with their run this year, you know, I kind of 
you can call it jumped on that bandwagon, but I don't have an uh, emotional tie to any NBA team for any reason, um, except for the fact that when I was a kid, I used to love the Suns uh, because I love Charles Barkley, and my mom was in love with Dan Marley. Uh, <laughs> so that's why we got to watch the games. <laughs> Thunder Dan. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, so, uh, but no, I don't really have an emotional attachment to anybody. I just like to see good players, you know, uh, play for good teams, so. All right. Well, as most of you know, well, yeah, I'm a I'm yeah. a Bulls fan, mm-hmm. so they have the 22nd pick. Uh, you know, um, there are a couple of names out there, and this is one that if you follow me on Twitter, it's going to surprise you when I say it, um, because I have been a I've been very critical of his of his ability to flop, but it's Tyus Jones. I feel like the Bulls need a point guard. Okay. Um, Tyus Jones is a guy. If he's there, I would like to see them take. Um, even though he's a serial flopper, and it, it, it angered me to no end. He is a serial flopper, and he's the worst kind of flopper. He's the exaggerated, like he's soccer basketball player flopper. <laughs> um, but uh, if he's there, I mean, his ability to hit big shots, uh, he, he ran the offense well for Duke. My number one choice, if they if he's available, and I hope he is, is Jerry and Grant from, oh, uh, yeah. from Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Um, 6'4". Really good shot. Can be streaky at times, but when he's on, he's on. Sees the floor well. The floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you go look, he's got a dunk against Georgia Tech where it seems like he, his knee was in the dude's shoulder <laughs> when he made it to the rim. So he's got that athleticism, and I think with Fred Hoiberg's uh, new new offense, I think they're going to get up and down. They give you a good fit. Um, so those are the two guys that I would really like. They don't have a second-round pick, but to keep the Notre Dame theme going, if they can trade, like, one of Philadelphia has, like, four second-round picks. Oh, yeah. So if they can get an early second-round pick from Philly and get Pat Connaughton, uh, he was there, kind of the heart and soul of that team. Uh, he guarded the best wing player. He can shoot at the combine. White guy, I'm throwing this out here, white guy with athleticism. <laughs> um, but uh, he uh, had, I think, the second-highest vertical, his vertical match, Did Wiggins, 43-44. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, uh, did – was one of the top athletes in terms of the cone drills and all that stuff that tests, you know, your, your quickness and reaction, stuff like that. So if he, if the Bulls can, I would love to see them do that. Um, How much say does Hoiberg have in this pick? I mean, is he, I don't, I don't, I haven't really followed any of the posts. It's like, I mean, is he the man now in Chicago or is he um, still kind of like, eh? I mean, he's, he's, and this is kind of interesting with Chicago. He's Chicago's guy now. And I say that because Thibodeau, uh, was Chicago's guy when they hired him, right. and Del Negro was was Chicago's guy when they hired him. So uh, I'm pretty sure that there will be some uh, some synchronicity between upper management and the coach and who they want to take, or if they trade out of the pick. I've seen that speculated because they don't want to pay the luxury tax. Hmm. Uh, so you know, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, anything else you want to add from the NBA draft standpoint? We'll um, no, I mean uh, this whole. It kind of what you mentioned earlier about the trade and back-to-back picks and different things like that, and then the whole idea of how the NBA draft is set up is just kind of baffling to me. Like I don't understand the whole lottery process. I don't know why that's the way it has to be. I mean, oh, with that, the with the ping pong ball? Yeah, with the, I mean, I don't I don't understand why. Um, is that the best way? I mean, is that really? Is it, it, it only work for the NBA because of how the NBA is played? Why is this? Why isn't there something? That I will have to go back and look at the history. Um, I don't. I can't remember why they did it. I think part of the reason they did it was because in '85, if you conspiracy theorists unite, in 1985, uh, the New York Knicks one that got the first pick. Right. They had Patrick Ewing, and in the video, you see David Stern come with all these huge envelopes. He then 
uh, has this, like, it's almost like putting names in a hat. He yeah. jumbles them up, and the conspiracy theory goes, bummer for Jaleel, he just went to Philly. <laughs> um, but uh, the conspiracy theory goes that, that, there, that the Knicks envelope was frozen so that when he reached his hand in there, he would be able to fill the frozen envelope and pull out uh, the next pick. Ah, okay. Um, so the, I think to quell that conspiracy the next year, they went to the ping pong balls, uh, which people still say is, is still rigged. Yeah. Like, people love conspiracy theories when they're late to, to the NBA. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. And I, was just, I just wanted to touch on that, just the, uh, just the way that it's handled. It's just kind of different to me. So, um, but, on, but to your point, though, one thing I do want to throw out, that Adam Silver is looking at, changing the process potentially there's been a process thrown out of um having each team take their turn having the number one pick so like you know philly would have it this year and then they wouldn't have it again for another 33 years or 32 years because then they would cycle through from one would it be 32 or would it be 13 like would they do playoff teams or because i think it would i guess they would determine uh, they would determine the 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 way the rotation how it would go and then it would go so if I'm, I'm looking at Philly because they right. had, they just picked. Philly would get number two, number one. Next year they'd be number two, uh, then number three, okay. then number four. So you just cycle through all of the, the, uh, through all of the the selections or right. through all the uh, the numbers. So huh. they've thrown that out there. Um, they've it's been a lot of theories. The one I love the most is Bill Simmons when as it relates to determining who gets the number one pick. Is you take the fourteen lottery, uh, the fourteen teams that did not make the playoffs, or I said thirty-two teams. There's only thirty. Um, you take the fourteen teams that did not make the playoffs, and you have a tournament. Huh. Set it up the week before the season starts, or before the playoffs start. Send it to Vegas. You have fourteen teams, and let them play for the number one pick. Hmm. Yeah. Single elimination. Um, and then you know, so for example, imagine if Oklahoma City, they were the, they would have been the number one seed, if you will, because they would have had the best record of all right. the teams who didn't make the playoffs. Imagine if they just stormed through this lottery, and now you got Kevin Durant coming back, you got Westbrook, you got Ibaka, and now they get to add Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, or, that'd be wild. You know, and it would set up intrigue. You know, it would set up this intrigue of who's going to get that pick. And yeah. let's just say OKC loses. What if it's L.A. and New York in the championship game or one of these large markets that didn't make the playoffs? So to me, that would make that would make a lot of intrigue. It would be a lot of fun for the league uh, and for fans uh, to see who get that pick. So that would be my 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 choice to fix uh, the lottery. Hmm. Interesting. So while we're in the NBA mode, we'll co- we'll continue going on with the NBA. Okay. Um, so now the season is over. I want to just kind of take a a, a a cursory overview, and I'll ask you because we've we've gone back and forth on this. Do you think that this has been a great season for the NBA? Uh, great season. Yes, I think in regards to comparison to some of the previous seasons, um, I personally have enjoyed watching some of it. It just takes me a lot longer to get into it. Like, I can't, I don't get into the to NBA games until after the playoffs. Like, I, you know, the beginning of the year. And that's and that gets across the board when it comes to Major League Baseball as well. I mean, you know, anytime you have that many games, um, uh, part of you is just like, well, you know, it, it doesn't really matter until you really start seeing, um, you know, who is in the playoff race and start seeing teams really kick it in gear and start competing. Um, but but I do think that um, just, you know, trades, LeBron uh, in Cleveland, um, uh, Steph Curry, obviously, Golden State's record, 
um, D Rose back. Um, there's just been a lot of a lot of stuff that's going on. It's been exciting to watch and fun to uh, fun to watch. But um, you know, great in comparison to the last few years that I've watched it. Um, but I don't know if it was a great season in comparison to all time. But then again, um, you're the NBA expert, um, so so I don't know. What, what do you think? I think it was a great season. One of the best since Jordan left. And now here's why I say this. Um, one, I mean, we already talked about last week the finals ratings were the highest right. since Jordan left. Um, you have more, you know, I wouldn't say superstars. You, w- you don't have as many superstars as you did during the Jordan area, but you have a lot of stars, and they're likable guys. Right. Um, whether, you know, well, I'm going to throw out Russell because he's my favorite player to watch, but Kevin, uh, you got LeBron, you got Steph, who the world is embracing. Um, you have kind of that second tier, the Russell Westbrooks, the Dwight Howards, the, the um, oh gosh, James Hardens. You know, you have, you have a lot of recognizable names. I feel like, too, when you look at attendance, attendance is up. Um, you have Adam Silver, who's probably, I would presume, is probably the most likable commissioner right, right, right now. He's made every right decision so far. Um, I'm, I'm a big Roger Goodell. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, they're probably on the opposite end of the spectrum as it, right. as it relates to Q rating right now. But do you think that the whole OKC, um, you know, making it to the finals and like the the college atmosphere of you know that in the last few years has just caught on fire when it comes to some of these other teams? Because to me, when I look around, uh, it looks like, and it might just be because I'm paying more attention, but it looks like you know uh, these cities are really like. I mean, their their arenas are going all out with the shirts. They're, um, I mean, is that is that something new or is that something that has always been come playoff time? Because I really hadn't noticed it. I think you you bring up a great point, and this is something that me and the homie Marcus have gone back and forth in the whole which sport is better, NBA or, or NFL. Right. Um, and we know it's college football. <laughs> um, it's it's the NBA does marketing to me better than any other sport. Hmm. I mean, the numbers are bearing that out right now. Like I said, you look at attendance, uh, merchandise sales are booming. Um, They do innovative things with their social media networks. Um, And then they're offering things like next year with with NBA League Pass, if you want to follow a specific team, Hmm. you can pay to follow the Bulls and have it streamed to your phone or your tablet. Um, So they're doing things in terms of reaching out to millennials. And I've even seen reports that millennials (laughs) millennials <laughs> that millennial that the NBA is doing a better job than any other sport at reaching out to millennials hmm. um, and so and that and what that means for them is that the median age of the of NBA fan is stayed consistent if not dropped a little bit whereas baseball is is reaching the mid 50s right. the NFL is reaching the mid 40s right. so I think they do a great job at reaching out uh, uh, to those fans and engaging those fans and making sure that they come. I, I think one, a oh. key, they went Chris Porzingis, Chris Stapps. Um, so double face palm. <laughs> uh, they are booing. The kid is crying. He's not crying. He's on Periscope. <laughs> no, he's crying. Look at his face. Yeah, he is crying. Oh my God, the kid is crying. Um, so the Knicks <laughs> just right. took. Why is he so sad? <laughs> He's Snapchatting his reaction. No, maybe. Oh no, he he. No, he's That's not crying. He's just a sad. Fan. That's a meme. That's gonna be a meme, man. Hilarious. Look, his dad's like, cry more, get more attention. <laughs> That's hilarious. So the Knicks just took uh, Croatian KD, um, or Latvian. Latvian. I'm yeah. sorry, Latvian KD. Six eleven. What? A buck ninety 
85. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think the NBA does a. They, I think they do a great job. Whereas football, they traffic. You don't have to market football. They just say football, and people go crazy. Right. Right. Um, and the, and to me, there are more. There's more hope for NBA teams for the majority of NBA teams than it is NFL. Hmm. Um, I feel like if you're a Jaguar fan, you're stuck. Right. If you're a Raiders fan, you're stuck. Like there's essentially because one player can right, change the, yeah. you know, you, I mean, you look at LeBron going back to Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I saw Lebertar, Dan Lebertar say that the, the franchise value of Cleveland went from a half a billion to a billion dollars just with LeBron signing wow. with them. So I, again, I just think they, they do things better. They're in a better place. What uh, was seven one? I thought I saw six eleven. Wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So that's. I mean, that's you know, that uh, that's why I think the NBA is is better than NFL, and that's why I think they that they are in a really great place right now. Just mm-hmm. a bunch of likable guys, and they're staying out of trouble too. So, a uh, couple of more things that we'll get into, and this is free agency starts next week. Um, and there's been a lot of chatter. Laker fans are getting. Very excited. They think they think they're getting. I've seen tweets that they're getting Rondo. Right. That they're getting Cousins. Aldridge. They're getting Love. <laughs> they're getting Aldridge. You know, they're getting Wade. Um. So is so I think he's Dwayne. Speaking of Dwayne Wade, he's in a contract dispute. As I watch Chris Porzingis dunk on a nine foot goal, that was not regulation soccer. <laughs> um. Dwayne Wade is is in a contract dispute with his team, the Miami Heat. They want him to take another hometown deal, which he's pretty much been doing his entire career. Right. And he is after what I call the Kobe Lifetime Achievement contract, where <laughs> Kobe signed a two-year, $48 million deal, basically to say thank you for your years of service from the Lakers, in my opinion. He's seeking that type of deal, and Miami doesn't want to give it to him. Hmm. He was caught during the NBA Finals saying when I was in Miami, speaking in past tense, his father was seen wearing a Cleveland Cavaliers shirt shirt in church. (laughs) So I'll ask you, do you really see Dwayne Wade leaving Miami? Mm, No. I don't. Why? Uh, I don't know. Dwayne Wade just doesn't seem like the kind of – the kind of player that uh, that is going to jump ship for, for for money. I mean, like you said, if, if Miami's not offering him even remotely close to what he wants, I mean, I guess what we were talking about earlier is you'll leave for any reason, you know? I mean, if, if somebody else has got, you know, that much of a, a bigger offer, but I, I don't know. I just don't picture uh, Dwayne Wade as the kind of the kind of person that's going to just jump ship because uh, of, of something like that. But mm, I've been wrong twice, so... Uh, Where, where's he gonna be? Where's he gonna end up? Not I'm saying LA. Cleveland. I, I don't think. Well, so I say Cleveland because LeBron is his boy. Uh, he's really. I mean, this is one of LeBron has said it. Like Dwayne Wade is one of his only true friends in the league, um, and I think he wants to win a title. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Miami is going to be able to bring that to him. Right. And he wants to get paid, which they're not going to give him. And I think to spite. Miami, he's going to take less money to go play for a t- contender, which is Cleveland. I don't see L.A. because I just don't, unless they get Cousins, and maybe they do get uh, LaMarcus or Kevin Love. Right. Because um, Kevin Love opted out, if you haven't been following that. But uh, it, I think he ends up in Cleveland. I think he, he wants to go play with his boy again, 
And maybe when at at the Christmas game when LeBron was seen putting his face over his shirt and saying, "Right, does that not work out? You know we gonna get back together, right?" Maybe maybe, mm-hmm. maybe what he was speaking of was not the Miami deal, but it was coming to Cleveland. Which, look, me personally, I live in a in a cold weather city, and if I could live and work and play in a place like Miami. Or Los Angeles, especially if I've been there my entire career, there's no way I'm leaving right. Miami to go to Cleveland, yeah. unless I can get that LeBron deal where he went for two weeks for rehab <laughs> um, to go hang out, hang out in Miami. So, I mean, that's that's just me. That's just me. I don't think I don't see I see Wade going to Cleveland. I don't think he's going to return back to uh, Miami. You're probably right. After you put it so eloquently, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool. So I don't look, know how effective he'll be in Cleveland, but. I think well okay so here's a here's the last thing <laughs> here's the last thing the reason he'll be really effective is because with Kyrie um, he'll they'll have someone who can dominate the ball who don't who won't have to take all the licks uh, that Dwayne has taken in the past he can play 60 70 games no back to backs no three he can take off the three nights in four days and then he can only play around you know 20 to 25 minutes a night I think that'll be perfect for him or 25 to 30 I'm sorry. Um, and he won't have to worry about that. So that's why I think that's why I think it makes sense. I mean, Chicago. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, if they could, but um, but yeah, that's why I think he'll end up in uh, in Cleveland. All right. Anything else, NBA? For that's our NBA half hour. <laughs> Matter of fact, oh, wow, we yeah, we right at it. So while we're at that half hour mark, I just want to say again, if you are a small business owner yep. and you would like to promote your business on It's a Black and White Thing, please hit me up yep. at bwthing1 at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at twitter.com slash a1thelp, all letters. Uh, we would love to promote your business um, and, and help you in any way we can. Uh, we love the little guy because we are little guys um, <laughs> in terms of the show. I'm not a little guy. I am. But, you know, um, so, uh, yeah, if you want to check out, if you want to, like I said, if you want to advertise with the show, please hit us up at bwthing1 at gmail.com. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, so next up, we're going to talk uh, getting some baseball. Now, last week we said, you know, yeah. where's the baseball? Where's the baseball? We need to show them some love. So mm-hmm. we are. We're going to get into that. Um, we're going to start with the hometown team. We're going to start with the Kansas City Royals. My Kansas City Royals. Your Kansas City Royals. I am a, I am a rooting for them to do well. Um, I mean, the Cubs are, are good this year, so I got to back out of roll with who I came with. I don't understand the Cubs. They're like five games over 500, but they're uh, the nine. top five of the power nine. rankings. Nine games they're over like 500. like nine games over 500, but they're like top five of the Royals power Royals only rankings. 13. 13 or 14. The it's Cubs, not like they're that far it's behind. It's just the name on the uniform, man. The no, the, the Cubs have a lot of really good talent. A lot talent. of young talent. A lot of really good talent. Bryant. Bryant, Junior Lake, Starlin Castro, yeah. uh, Rizzo. Yeah, I mean, Rizzo, of course, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they got a lot of good talent on their team, you know. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so the Royals, mm-hmm. uh, best record in the American League right, right now. Right, um, And right now they have seven players. It was <laughs> eight. Now it's down to seven. Seven players <laughs> who are in the running for uh, the All-Star game. And recently Major League Baseball invalidated – 35, not 35, uh, 65 million votes um, from from being allowed, I guess I'm trying to figure out the right way to say it, but basically they invalidated 65 right. million votes, um, I guess in hopes of maybe bringing certain players back to the pack. And you know what's funny, Nori Aoki was a leading vote getter in the National League, or in the American League, 
No, National League, uh, because Bryce Harper just overtook him. So I, I wondered where Royals fans also <laughs> forgot he wasn't on the team and was just voting for <laughs> him. Voting for yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Aoki has been playing good. I looked at his stats. He's batting. He's not a home run guy. He just went on a deal, I think, though. Yeah. I read something yesterday, but yeah. Batting 317. That's wild. Really high on base percentage. So, but what do you what do you think about about seven Royals? This is ridiculous. I mean, this yeah, there's obviously a flaw in the system. Thirty five votes a person. So if you Which, if you're listening to this right now, you know, um, go vote for the Royals. <laughs> right. And I I talked to a lady from my job, uh, or she used to work at my job. She's retired. She's like, look, I could vote thirty five times. So I went to each player, <laughs> and clicked their name. And I was like, why would you set that up? Right. Um, I saw an interesting, and you can tell me what you think about this. Mm-hmm. Tom Verducci for SI.com wrote an article on how to fix this debacle because basically it's the National League versus the Royals. Right. With Ned Yost as manager because the two managers from last year's World Series right. managed the team. Um, and he said that they should set it up to be like an election night. So uh, for one night only from like 9 in the morning to like 6 or 7 uh, o'clock at night for each time zone, you vote for your you vote for your your favorite players. Hmm. And so you have it like, you know, you're watching uh, Mike Trout, what, center field? Right. So Mike Trout, let's just say Torrey Hunter. I know Torrey Hunter doesn't play center field anymore. But let's just say those two players were right. the ones who were up for the starting position for center field. And, then, you know, we're coming down to a tight race between these two, and you can try to – Keep it. Yeah, so does, I mean, yeah, because obviously you would want to eliminate the possibility of voting for anybody, which is kind of weird to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. because you can go, I went on there, you can go on there and you can vote for players that, you know. So would you, would you somehow maybe have the, um, maybe they have just five guys or something? Would there just be specific candidates or would this oh, still be? Oh, you're right, be, you're right. I missed that part. So it would kind of be like a, um, I think he said it's like a week leading up to that process, you would have kind of like this whittling down. Okay. So you would get down to like five candidates. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that you would get it down sense, then, yeah. you would get it down to five candidates and then you would vote on those five candidates. Right. So, so that's how it would work. So you would get it down to that. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um it's something different. It's something that would get fans involved. Right. And it's something that in you know people complain about who are not baseball fans that once basketball season ends, then all the football fans start groaning because they're like, well there's nothing to watch mm-hmm. for the next two, three months. That would be something to to get the casual van invo- involved. Yeah, and them. also just another event to look forward to. Obviously, you have the NBA draft, and then we would have you know next week comes, and then you're looking at you know you know seventy days till football. Right, and that, that I think. and that's and that's exactly what he was getting at was that you want you want that event, mm-hmm. you want to create events that get people talking. Um, so yeah, so you know, but shout out to the Royals fans. I don't know if we got an yeah. anonymous in Kansas City, one of those guys. <laughs> well, you know, I was talking to one of my buddies, and he told me that you know, with the Royals being obviously relevant this year, um, he was saying that you know, in the last four or five years, it's very common for them to go in and cancel ten to fifteen percent of the votes. Mm-hmm. This is not just a just a all of a sudden the Royals are in and sixty million votes get thrown out. I mean, it's a common uh, a common thing that you know, ten to fifteen percent of the votes get thrown out because of. I'm not sure if there's glitches or exa- exactly what right. the process of it, but since the Royals are obviously relevant this year and we're, you know, got a lot of votes, you know, it's kind of become this big thing that, oh, oh, but, I mean, no, Omar Infante doesn't belong in the All-Star game, even though his bat has been ridiculous in the last 10 games. Um, but, no, he doesn't, you know. Wade Davis, Salvador Perez, Alex Gordon, um, Hosmer, maybe Hosmer um, and, and Zocane, um 
but but other than that, you know, it's just it's kind of funny. And uh, it, and this also speaks to the fact that, and Kansas City fan, you're gonna be mad when I say this. Kansas City is very much a bandwagon town. Oh yeah, it's very much a bandwagon town. The one constant uh, that you see here is KU fan. Um, mm-hmm. We're an hour away from Lawrence. You have a lot of. KU grads who live in the city, uh, work in the metropolitan area. They would probably so, be bandwagon too if KU ever was bad. <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah, that would be interesting to see if people would still. I think they were. I, I think they would be right or die. I'm going to give them a little bit more credit. <laughs> they just would remind us of their ten straight Big Twelve right. championships. That's all they would do. They would just fall back on that, <laughs> including the three ties. Right, as they sob <laughs> into their pillows at night. So, so yeah. So I think I, they definitely show support for for KU. But when the Chiefs are bad, they're not around. Uh, yeah. When the Royals have been terrible for everyone. When the Chiefs around. are bad, they become Packer fans, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I think that was a shot at you, <laughs> no. I think that was a shot at you. Um, but, yeah, so, so yeah, so Kansas City is very much a bandwagon town. We're doing good. I think there's a little bit of uh, you're not believing in us that's been taking place, uh-huh. too. Uh, so, so, yeah, so I think there's a little bit of that going on. They, they want to show the rest of the world that we have talent, that we're good. It's a little bit of the little man syndrome going on, right. too. So. so, yeah, so uh, moving on, next story, uh, Max Scherzer, I want to make sure I said that right, yep. former Mizzou product, by the way, hmm. um, has had two really great performances back-to-back. He threw a one-hitter with 16 strikeouts, which uh, Bill James said was, like, the greatest pitching performance of all time. Right. And then he was one out away from a perfect game uh, when Jose Tabata, I believe I got that right, with had, had a ton of uh, armor on, on his arm, <laughs> leaned into a slider that gray that got him. Yeah. And, um, and he was awarded first base, which which kept him from the perfect game. Um, it's the the greatest pitching performance since Johnny Vandermeer, who had two back-to-backs. Right. Uh, 1938? Yes. Yes, yep. a long time ago. Um, now, I want to. I just want to say this about uh, no-hitters. Is that the most empty, big accomplishment that there is? Like, for example, so can you, do you know who the last no-hitter was before Scherz? It happened about a week ago. Actually, it happened during the NBA Finals, during Game 3. Uh, the kid for the Giants. You um, at least knew his team. Yes. Oh, man. Starts with a B? No. 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 Chris um, Heston. Heston. That's right. Chris Heston threw a no-hitter yep. during Game 3 of the NBA Finals when the legend of Delhi uh, hit <laughs> yep. its full stride, its full bloom. Um, and <laughs> it just it's just that you can – so to, to give you my, my point on that, Chris Heston was like the 25th ranked player within their farm organization. He right. was not seeing – Highly sought of. He actually had bounced around before he coming back to the Giants. Like throwing a no hitter, while it is noteworthy, it is it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't mean that right. you're good. It doesn't mean that you're great. It just means you caught lightning in the bottle. With that said, or you have an amazing defense. That too, because you've seen that. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh gosh, what's the kid? He's no, he's not kid anymore. He the, he threw a perfect game with the White Sox. Mark Burley. Yeah. Mark Brother, when he threw the perfect game, he had the kid who made the spectacular diving catch in the ninth inning mm-hmm. uh, to save that. So, yeah, you, it's, it's a product of luck. Um, you also got to have – I mean, it's it takes skill, obviously. But, right. But, yeah, it's just like – it's to me, it's like it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, basically, it, it's such an quote-unquote individual accomplishment, but it's not an individual accomplishment. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know – I wouldn't know what the – you know, it to be the equivalent of as far Triple as any other sports. A triple-double, I guess, you know, since you have to have the assists. But, I mean, obviously, 
Tri- I would think triple doubles happen a lot more often. <laughs> they do well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple doubles no happen a lot more often. Um, but uh, but yeah, but but with Scherzer though, Scherzer's striking out sixteen people. That's super. You impressive. know, um, there's a lot of difference. Um, you know, I who was it that I saw? Um, oh man, I was talking about the other day. Uh, four four strikeouts in his no hitter. I can't think of the name of it, but but I mean sixteen Ks. You know, see that's what I'm saying. In a, in a like one. you can't remember who these people are, right? right. Unless they're like you know. But then again, there's just so many pitchers, man. It's now there's one point guard for your team. There's five pitchers in your rotation. True. You know, true. I mean, if if Scherzer was the guy that Washington you know had out there, um. But yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, um, he's definitely, definitely made people forget the name of Strasburg, <laughs> who who might not be what he ever was before. But yeah. you know, he's he's back. But um, but he has been just wow. Yeah, back to back performance wise, you know, the best that we've seen in a long, long time. So shout out to Alatha's own Willie Colley Stein yep. just got drafted by uh, the Sacramento Kings. But yep. sorry, I digress. Well, like I said, we're watching a draft, so. Oh, <laughs> why we do the show? So which is pretty high for him, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought um, six was high. With with if you were the umpire, would you have given Tabata the base, or would you have said, "Nah, it's the armor, it's the body armor." You leaned into it. What's the rule? Is the rule the rule? The rule is is if you hit, get hit by the pitch, you get to take yeah. the base. I mean, you got to give him the base. So um, would you change the rule then? Because again, the hitter has an advantage. All that armor, right? And and the way batters crowd the plate now, yeah. Um, you can't really throw inside. Yeah, or you I, risk I hitting. think so. I think you could change the rule. The the, the the situation doesn't happen enough to where it's gonna be some kind of rule that gets you know you you change it and then all of a sudden it anarchy. I mean, this situation rarely ever happens. But you know, there has to be some kind of way to say, you know what, he threw that ball and it was. It was gonna be over the plate. It was gonna be a little, you know, inside or whatever. But he, you know, he didn't. There was no flaw in Scherzer's pitch, you know, to the point to where he should be penalized. Right. You know, he didn't just let one slip and ruined his own perfect game. Right. You know. Um. And so yeah, I, I think that there has to be some kind of fine line there. Um. Maybe in the replay. Maybe you can go to the replay and say that the, you know, that they deem that there is irrefutable evidence that the batter did in fact, you know, lean into it or something like that. And you can, you know. Um, call it a strike if you do it, or something like you know to that extent. But um, here's the one thing: if it's my team, heck yeah, I'm leaning into the pitch. <laughs> you know, <That's> so <laughs> heck yeah. But I, if it happens to my team, then you you're I, I can't stand you. You ruined like I, that. That was such a dirty history. move. Like really, yeah, like yeah. really. And you know, I, I say I say it was cheap, but I would do the same thing. If right. I, if I saw the pitch coming in, he's not the, getting the perfect game on us. Huh? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lean <laughs> I mean, in too. I mean, it's the whole like you know, I'm not getting dunked on. I'm gonna grab your legs on the way down. <laughs> you foul you, you know, it's gonna be. I'm not getting dunked on. <laughs> I'm gonna tell a quick story about almost getting dunked on. I've never I've never been dunked on. I got really close. Shout out to uh to Solo, uh Solomon Bass. <laughs> we were freshmen at Lincoln High School, and we had a freshman. <laughs> We had a, a basketball tournament. I forget what it was for. The oh my goodness! <laughs> and so, um, you know, I was on a scrub team. His team had all like the best freshman players. Shout out to Pierre. Uh, he was on that squad. Joshua Ta- uh, Talbert, Tolbert, I think it's Tolbert, was on that squad. And so, basically, it was a bunch of guys who played on the on the freshman basketball team. I came down. I hit the first three of the game. Like I was the best player. I was the shooter. Mm-hmm. I hit the three. They said, "Don't let him score no more." I didn't score no more. <laughs> So they start running the score up on us. Nobody ever said, don't let me score. No <laughs> they get a fast break. We're coming down. I can't remember who threw the lob. Somebody threw the lob. 
and I'm jumping, and I'm thinking, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. All of a sudden, I see this body come, and it's rising higher and <laughs> higher and higher. And all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, you like, the whole school is in the gym, bro. <laughs> whole school's in the gym, and all I hear is, oh! Um, but thank God. He missed it. The ball like went like thirty feet back in the air. That's Thomas hilarious. got done by Solo. That's hilarious. But yeah, but yeah, I hear you. I do, you don't want to be the guy, or you don't want to be known as, especially the last out. Mm-hmm. Like you were the last out that gave up a perfect game. So I also yeah. think going back to your other point, Max Scherzer is a great pitcher. You know, yeah. um, this isn't you know Heston, who nobody knows, who threw a perfect game. You know, it. it and when you go back to Vandermeer, um, I think that he. I mean, he he was a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think his win loss was. I mean, he was under five hundred in the yeah, win loss. Yeah. Um, he had a couple good years, some all star appearances or whatever. But um, when you look at at the, you know, is this the bit? This is dominance. You know, this is Scherzer saying, "This is why I got this contract. This is why I'm playing here. This is why I'm the best pitcher in a major league." Bumgarner, who, you know, um, <laughs> but you know, that's why I think it is the best pitching back to back performance that we've seen. You know, easily. Yeah. Yeah. I- Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> uh, that name will ever forever be reviled in Kansas City. Right. Um, so one last baseball topic. Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Put him in the Hall of Fame. All Star Game is in is in Cincinnati this year. He was gonna he's doing some work with Fox uh, for the for the All Star Game outside line the report outside the lines report. Shout out to Bob Lee. Uh, came out with a report that said that he bet on the game while he was a player. Uh, and this is causing a little bit of a stir once again because of how he was going to be involved with the All-Star game. I think there were some things planned around him being there and honoring him for mm-hmm. his playing career. Uh, so I'll ask you because he his playing career was done when we were both little kids. Right, right. So I'll ask you, is this a big deal to you that no. he bet no. on the game as a player? No. I mean, but then at the same time, I never believed that he didn't bet on the game as a player. You know, uh, you know, if he bet when he wasn't a player, then, you know, I, I, re- I really wasn't so familiar with it that he had went out on a limb and said I, I did not bet on a game. I mean, so I guess that there's it, it holds a little bit of weight in the fact that now he's caught in a lie. Um, but, I mean, come on, you know, um, I, betting or not, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, he, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for his play, you know. Um, and, and I don't necessarily think that him betting – you know, affected how good of a person he was uh, as playing. And if it did, you know, then what, maybe he slacked off and, and point shaved or something like that? And then that hurts his stats? I mean, how does that, you know, he's one of the, you know, one of the greatest baseball players, and, and it's not like steroids to me, where steroids is something that actually enhances your ability to put up numbers. And, you know, uh, you know betting is, 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 to me, on the side, you know? So speaking of steroids, mm-hmm. and I agree that it, it shouldn't, it matters, but I don't care from the grand scheme of. Of course, he bet as a player. What do you? I right. mean, you think he just decided all of a sudden as a manager? Oh, you know, I think I'm gonna bet. Yeah. Uh, on baseball, I got some free time. What else is there to get into? Right. No, he right. knew what he was doing. Who right. Contact. Um, and so the one thing that you hear about these supreme athletes, and you, you see it with with uh, if you read stories about Jordan, mm-hmm. what everything is a game. Everything has to be competitive. When we're playing cards. He's gotta he's gotta win, but not only does he have to win, he's gotta dominate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that with these with these you know exceptional exceptional 
athletes. I don't know if I said that right. If I, I think exceptional was correct. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean just yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. <laughs> Forgive me. I've shamed. I've shamed myself. Um, exceptional. What did you say earlier? Synchronicity. Synchronicity. I think so, that makes up yeah, for exceptional. Yeah, yeah. So I got synchronicity. So don't hate when you listen to this. Like y'all be going around saying supposable <laughs> and supposedly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, although Shut compre- up friend. <laughs> or or to the homie Los, lost versus lost. I will have him on the show just so you and him can argue that for about fifteen minutes. We got to pay for five hours of studio time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it did he lose or did he lost? So anyway, um, um, he's an exceptional. I almost did it again. Exceptional. Except- <laughs> Exceptional. I can't say it. That's all right, man. <laughs> Dang it. All right, all right. So anyway, he's a great player. He's a great player. And with these uh, elite athletes, they always want to win. So um, now I got to move on. I just got to tweet through this one. Um, so you, speaking of that, you talked about steroids. Right. Do you think that there's a difference yeah, yeah, between cheating and, and steroids? Oh, between cheating and steroids? Between gambling. I'm yeah, sorry, okay, between okay. gambling and steroids. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I, I said, I think that one definitely has just a direct effect on your play, um, and the other, not necessarily. Exceptional. Exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad. I got it now. I got it now. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, um, it, it's just two, it's apples and oranges when it comes to, you know, they're both cheating. I, I mean, I, I believe that they're both, you know, uh, a form of cheating, and I believe that, you know, there's no room for either of them in that sport. But, I mean, steroids, you know, Ryan Braun had the greatest year of his career because he was on steroids, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, which goes back to what I was going to say about, you know, uh, Pete Rose being in the Hall of Fame. Mm. I honestly think that, you know, if you get caught doing, doing steroids, or if you caught, you know, steroids, the years that you were using steroids should be thrown out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you were a heck of a baseball player before and a heck of a baseball player afterwards, you know, your performance, it, you know, minus the years that you were using steroids, you know, could deem you, you know, good enough to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And yeah. you might not hear that, you know, view from it, but, you know, I mean, Alex Rodriguez right now, his, I mean, he, he's playing some baseball right now, you know, and I think we know that when he played for the Mariners, he was a heck of a shortstop. He short was a heck of a player, you yeah. know? Um, exceptional. And, exceptional. And uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I think that when it comes down to the Hall of Fame, you know, it's not based on your personality. You don't have to be likable. You don't have to be, you know, it's based on what did you do when you were on the court, on the field, or on the diamond, you know? And, uh, and and I think that, you know, uh, Pete Rose deserves to be in there. So here's one thing, and, and a lot of people may not know this. While Pete Rose is banned from ever having anything to do with the game, he is technically, it's kind of a technicality, he could be placed on the ballot to be voted into the Hall of Fame. The Baseball Writers of America have honored uh, the the ban, the lifetime ban for baseball by not putting him on the ballot. So the writers are separate. The Hall of Fame oh, okay. is separate from Major League Baseball. So if they wanted to, they could put him on the ballot. Then that uh, would just create, I mean, between that and baseball, do you think it would create some kind of, you know... Controversy? Yeah. No, no. Because, again, it's, like you said, it's honoring mm. his play on the field. I see what you're saying. Now, let me ask you this. from a From a standpoint of steroid users, Mm because you talked about these guys are actually cheating the game. Mm -hmm. Would you, so right now there's uh, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Rafael Palmero, um, 
I'm thinking of the catcher Pudge Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. While he was never busted, he was considered a steroid or linked. Roger Clemens. Wait, was Roger Clemens. Yeah. Roger Clemens. Andy Pettit. Mm-hmm. Andy Pettit probably is not going to get in the Hall of Fame, right. even if he had, you know, yeah. if he had never come out. I don't think he had the numbers. He was a great postseason performer. Right. Um, but if you had a vote with those guys who are linked to steroids, uh, with like a McGuire or a Clemens or a Bonds, mm-hmm. would you put them into the Hall of Fame? Now, like I said before, you know, I mean, I, I think that you take into consideration, you know, the years that they were using. Um, you have to take them out, you know. I, I, I honestly think statistically you have to take them out, you know. Now, here's the thing about that when you say that. Statistically, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he started exactly. using Exactly. Roger Clemens was not. Roger Clemens was not. The reason, Part of the reason why the Red Sox let him go is because they didn't think he had it anymore. Hmm. Then he linked up with uh, with McNamee, mm-hmm. uh, and then he became, you know, the Rocket again. Yeah. So with that said, with that with that in mind, if that's your criteria, would you put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, you know, and I think the same for uh, uh, for McGuire. Um, I, I I I'm not too up to date on on what years they were deemed for for Clemens, but if that's the case, you know, I um, mean, that's the latter half of his career. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think that really you have to go to those years. You know, you have to remove those years, and then you have to look at it from that uh, a different standpoint of, you know, when you were on the field and when you were abiding by the rules, you know. Um, because, uh, you know, a Hall of Famer is a prestigious, you know, basically honoring you for being good. Yes, they were still good. They're great. Yeah. So I would let them in even with, with, their, mm-hmm. with their record. I would put an asterisk right. by their name. I think... To me, a Hall of Fame is telling the story or the history of your sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Hall of Fame that does not have Pete Rose, uh, from a from a gambling standpoint, was the reason why he wasn't he wasn't let in. Is lacking. Mm-hmm. A Hall of Fame that doesn't tell you about the greatness of Barry Bonds or or how uh, Roger not Roger Clemens or how Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire and the great home run chase of '98 how they saved the sport. Right. If you're not able, if those guys aren't in there so that you can tell their stories. To me, you put them in, but you say these guys made it, but in the first paragraph of their biography, you put that these guys used steroids, that they were steroid users, that they cheated the game, yet we cannot tell the story of baseball without you know without telling their story. Yeah, so well put. Yeah, I would put them in. So uh, anything else baseball wise before we go? Um, Royals are three to one favorites to represent the uh, AL. Um, really? So Vegas came out with those odds. Shout out to Evan. Um, he messaged me today and said, "Hey, make sure you talk about <laughs> how the Royals are <laughs> three to one favorites," uh, which is you know could not. I mean, so speaking of gambling, so this is I always see these things. So for example, during the NBA Finals, a guy placed seventy five bucks on Andre Iguodala to win, or fifty bucks. To win MVP at like seventy-five to one odds, and won like five thousand dollars. Wow, that is so tempting because you, especially I follow Dan Ravel on Twitter, and he's always tweeting out these huge wins. Uh, was it Danny Parkins who had put like a hundred bucks on the Royals to, to win the World the, Series? Well, there was one guy that placed the, bu- the bet before the the season. Was that mm-hmm. him? I don't. I think it is. I think Danny Parkins Parkins puts a hundred bucks on the Royals every year to win the World yeah. Series. And so I mean, I mean, he was. Why not? I mean, you know, but if and you look at seventy-five to one odds, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't even want to sit here and talk about it because of how tempting it's going to be. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you got, I mean, you had what eight, eight probably, or no, not even that, probably five people that could have been MVP. Like at, be, before the series started, you know, I can say, well, I could see Clay Thompson winning it. I could see Seth Curry winning it. LeBron, I could see LeBron, Kyrie um, because he, he wasn't hurt yet. Kyrie, 
So you really, know, just those four. Iguodala might have been down at like seven or eight if I had to like actually put them in order. But seven or eight guys, I mean, I could put fifty bucks on each one of them if I'm gonna <laughs> win. Man, it's just like, and look, I'm not a. I've kind of I've done the fake thing where I've like you know done the the, the in football. Oh, the little pick, picks, yeah. Yeah, but I've never actually put money on it. But you see that and you go. Shout out to people that wasn't paying their money. Man, oh, wow. <laughs> um, not gonna call them names there. But um, but yeah, man, it's just like you just see that and it's just so tempting. And yeah. I, all right. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, we just, I, I, I love sports way too much. Uh, I love my football money. Already, like you yeah, know, it's, it's, yeah. it's close to like you know. Let me tell you nah. something for the listeners and tweet or tweet me at a one the lp twitter dot com a one the lp or hit us up at bwthing one at gmail dot com. If you play fantasy football, we'll get into this. Tweet me or email me the player that had you ready to fight them. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I forget how long ago this was. This is when I knew it was time for me to quit. I was looking up Roy Williams. He's the wide receiver. He played for the, <laughs> the Cowboys. For the Cowboys. <laughs> I drafted him like in the top, like he was maybe a fourth, fifth round pick for me. He stunk it up all season long. I was so angry at his performance. I was looking up his address. I wanted his fade. Like I wanted, I wanted to go fight. I wanted to go find Roy Williams and say, "Fight me, bro!" Like you're costing me bread. So tweet me. It, it doesn't have to be fantasy football. It could be playing yeah. Madden. Um, the homie Reese had me in my car for 30 minutes punching my <laughs> steering wheel because I lost the playoff game of Madden. If there's been a sporting event, and maybe I'm the only one with anger management problems out here, <laughs> but if there's been a sporting event, um, a video game, it could be Uno. It could be Spades, Dominoes. I almost lost my life playing Spades. A guy threatened my life <laughs> because I reneged, and it was like my third hand ever <laughs> playing Spades. So if there has been something around a competitive uh, You look event, like the kind of dude that would do that. Hey, come on, bro. I'm 15. I'm 15. It's my third time playing Spades, man. You the dude me re- one more time. I reneged and dude, like, stood up, bro. <laughs> I will bleep and kill you if you renege again, bro. I haven't played Spades since. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like yo, over spades, yo, he was gonna threaten my life over spades. <laughs> but I guess that's equivalent to, to when I was growing up, like a draw four, like a while, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare hit me with that draw no, four. Hey, and hey, that draw four in Uno, it gets serious over that draw right. four, especially when you down on one or two. Oh man. <laughs> but yo, if you have if any type of competitive, I can't speak tonight. Competitive event. If you've had, if you have some crazy story, some funny story, hit us up yeah. bwthing1 at gmail.com or hit me up at twitter.com slash a1 the LP yeah. um, and, and, and let us let us hit that story. We'll read it on the air. But anyway, we digress. We're going on to the last topic for tonight and we're getting out of here. Um, and I say this for last because it's a really, it's not emotional, but it's a really somber thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have come here to, <laughs> to, on tonight, let me get my church on. On tonight, we have come to pay our respects yep. and to celebrate. It's, this, this, this is are we not. Celebrating a life? This, this, we are celebrating, not a career. Okay. We're celebrating a uh, Tiger Woods. Yep. His uh, golfing career, it officially died uh, in, in, on the West Coast during the uh, U.S. Open this weekend, um, or this, not this weekend, but this past weekend when he fired up a nice 85. Ooh. Uh, and then he followed. He he redeemed himself the next day. He shot a seventy six, but he missed the cut. Um, I think I saw a stat that said in like in his prime, 
he he shot eighty once, but in yeah. his last like three or four rounds of golf, he shot right. he shot over eighty three times. He shot one round of his first 15, fifteen years, fifteen hundred rounds, rounds yes. of eighty. Of eighty, and in his last a hundred and like fifty or something like that, he, he shot, shot three or four times, something like that, three times of eighty. So we've come to bury Tiger. Um, we we had hope his his career was on the was on life support. Yeah. Uh, we've been monitoring it for a long time. The doctors have told us that there was a, no hope. Uh, we continue to hold on to hope, uh, you know. And but it's 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 uh it's it's too late. It's over for him. Um, and we're here to bury Tiger's career. Um, I said I think maybe episode one or two. I thought that Tiger should retire. This was last year because I thought there was no coming back. Uh, from that, but uh, yeah, I think it's 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 over, right? Yeah, it's uh, over. I mean, I, yeah. Um, I mean, when it comes to golf, you know, you have he's forty years old. These mm-hmm. golfers play for, I mean, for how long? But the tiger that dominated is definitely over. Yeah. You know, the tiger that might still be out there. You know, but can Tiger Woods even play without being Tiger Woods? Um, I think I read that in two thousand thirteen. He obviously played 16, uh, 16 events, never missed a cut. I think he had like six wins. Uh, 2014, he played six events. He uh, missed two cuts. 2015, he played six so far, and he's missed three cuts. Um, I mean, we're, we're going on two years of this. This isn't just, you know, it's been bad, you know. It's been bad for two years. And what you've seen in the last two years is people like Roy McIlroy, um, now Jordan Spieth, you know, emerging – um, even Ricky Fowler, who, you know, uh, you know just won um, his first major, um, emerging as um, the attention getter and, and the, the actual, you know, to-be-dominant golfer. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that today I would actually get to be a Paul Bearer. Um, but, Man. <laughs> but, yeah, he's done. I mean, yeah. you know, sir, I, and I don't know I don't know what to credit to. Did he just not rest long enough? Did he, you know, it's just, I mean, this lady in my work swears it's just karma. <laughs> well, I want to say something that may be controversial. Maybe. Okay. I look. I've been married for nine years. Um, I've never thought about cheating on my wife. Um, You've never. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. You know, I've stayed faithful. Um. <laughs> but uh, I think that maybe Tiger needs to. Uh, Maybe we just need to let, Ty- let Tiger be a ladies' man. Hmm. Maybe I mean it's kind of like they talk about with Alex Rodriguez is that it got it got to a certain point with him where the the steroids acted as almost as a placebo. So he was he would be struggling in a series and he would bring in Tony Bosch on the road to come visit him and give him steroids because it it be it be it became like such a part of his life that he felt like if he was in a slump that that's what he needed. So maybe, and look, again, I'm a, I'm a monogamous man. I love monogamy. I love marriage. Monogamy, exceptional. Now, <laughs> boom. But anyway. But maybe we need to just let Tiger go to all the Ruby Tuesdays and, <laughs> and the Denny's and the IHOPs and just pick up some women and let him have a little bit fun. Because oh, I like seeing my players be great. You know, I, you know. I, I'm I'm probably wrong for saying that, but I like watching greatness, and and his, his career is dead. It's so, dead. let me ask you this: uh, Will 
So will a casual will a casual fan care about golf? Because when Tiger has been great, when people when he's been in contention, it is a fact that the that ratings are boosted in golf. So if he's not great, will the casual golf fan care? I think that you I think you'll lose all of the people who are really basketball, baseball and football fans that, you know, catch Tiger highlights on Sports Center. I think you you'll probably lose a lot of that. Yeah. Um and you can credit that to just his competitiveness. I mean, his wearing red on Sundays, his fist pump, his personality, his, you know, dominance, his Jordan-like comparisons because what you're going to see is you're going to see players like Jordan Spieth, you're going to see that they don't necessarily right now seem to have that, um, you know, kind of a personality. Um, it, it's just not going to be worth diving into their lives. You know? Right, I right. I mean, even the name, Tiger, you know, I mean, it is just the marketable, it is just, you know, and it's easy for that genre of people who not didn't grow up golfing, your parents didn't golf, you didn't, you know, I mean, the, that, that generation of people that have just checked it out because, you know, I mean, it, it was Tiger, you know, I think you do, I think you do lose that. I don't think that it's like, okay, Tiger's gone, let me jump to Jordan Spieth, right. per se, like it, is, like it is, Jordan's gone, let me jump to Kobe, Kobe's leaving, let me jump to LeBron, you know, I don't think in golf you have that same um, uh, ability as, as a golf fan, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily the biggest golf fan, I mean, I enjoy watching it, um, Surprisingly, I mean, I know some people don't, but I enjoy watching it. Um, but yeah, I do think that you lose a lot of that. You know, it's weird, and I, I, I'm pretty sure people have talked about it, but the impact of Tiger in his early career was it was thought that it would add a lot more minority play, or a lot more minorities playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that translated somewhat to the TV set, but it did not translate. To which, which surprised me because again, well, it's it's surprising, but it's not surprising. One, golf is an incredibly expensive, expensive sport. Yeah. Um, I can go pick up a basketball and go outside to the court. Right. Um, I can go get you know some friends and go to you know the park and play football and whatnot. But with basket, uh, with basketball, sorry, um, but with foot football, goodness gracious, with golf, you can't. I'm I'm distracted. I'm sorry. I'm, we're watching the draft. Right, right. But anyway, which um, that pick, man. Justice Winslow in Miami. That might keep Dwayne Wade in Miami. <laughs> I didn't think he would fall. No, not nearly. I didn't think. I thought he'd be top six, seven pick. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was talked about in as high as three uh, yeah. to, to Philly. But I'm anyway. sorry. Digressing. But anyway. Um, but, yeah, but golf is incredibly expensive. You're talking about not only the golf clubs, but the golf balls, but then fees, mm-hmm. traveling. Um, so, yeah, at – it didn't have the, quite the impact, but I, I do agree that I'm like you. I'm kind of a casual fan. Um, I was busy doing homework, I think, because the with the U.S. Open being on the West Coast, it was in prime time right. in the Central and the East Coast, so I didn't watch. But I, I ho- because I like sports, I probably pay attention. And and here's why I would pay attention: if Jordan Spieth, if he's going to be the next big thing. Um, if he gets, we get to the British Open, which I think is two weeks away, mm-hmm. three weeks away, and it gets to Saturday, Sunday, and he's now trying to complete the third leg of the Grand Slam. Right. Um, then now you got my attention. Yeah. But I think it's going to take something exceptional, something that we've never seen before, which no player has ever completed in one calendar year. They've never won all four uh, Grand Slam events 
in golf. So if Jordan Spieth can do that, now you got my attention right, as right. a casual fan and, and yeah. following that and following that. But so hey, we had Triple Crown this year. Um, you know, who knows? Yeah, but nobody cares about <laughs> horse racing. And I, I, you know what? And I, as a sports fan, I've kind of cared, but not greatly. But, but yeah, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. That 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 bear is worth following. Uh, anything golf. else you want to add about golf? Yeah, just you know, I mean, like you said, you know, uh, golf does not translate into even the uh, medium income families. <laughs> I mean, Man. you know, I buy my kid a set of golf clubs, golf balls, you know, and you know, and then he wants to quit the next day. <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. Well, not going to happen. I just spent, <laughs> you know, you're out on the football team and, you know, the basketball team. You know, I'm done. I want to play something different. All right, cool. My $75 fee that I paid, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, I went and looked at maybe a couple of years ago. I looked at a starter set of clubs for me, mm-hmm. uh, and it was 300 bucks. We, we're not talking about top of the line. I'm getting some cheap clubs to right. go out and play with and it's just it's super expensive uh, garage another sales, sport man. garage sales man i'm a lefty though uh yeah. so that yeah yeah um but yeah but i mean even the other or sports, just wait till one of your homies moves to cali <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the homie trent did man los did you ever pick up those clubs anyway he really didn't i don't think he they're did still either. sitting in the driveway but uh <laughs> but anything else you want to add on golf no 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 no. i think we're good there cool cool so we're going to shut it down for today yep. there's really not a whole lot happening in nfl we'll talk more about peyton manning next week <laughs> about potentially trading you know, being him. traded to which, the texans uh you know that's yeah. wild yeah we'll talk about that we'll get into that a little bit next week and there's a uh, um, an article that i i read with uh, a writer na- his name is ken fahe Mm-hmm. He's Scottish, but he does. He's one of the guys I follow on Twitter. I feel like he's a really smart analyst on Twitter. Goes against the grain. Hates Alex Smith. Um, <laughs> um, but he wrote an article ranking the weapons for each NFL team, which oh. I found to be very interesting. So we might get into that next hmm. week. And anything else that pops up. Um, once again, if you want to listen to the show, uh, you can go to SoundCloud.com/a1thelp. That's yep. a1t help. Uh, you can hit me up at twitter.com slash a1lp, uh, facebook.com, same thing. One more time, where can they reach you at if they want to hit you up? Instagram, awardbars. Um, Got let me on Twitter, at award865. Uh, I'm not really on there too often, but um, I might catch it if you hit me up. Um, award on Facebook, Kimsey. Um, that's my first name. You can search me there. Um, and, uh, man, it's good. Yeah, yeah. so... Last thing, once again, if you got a crazy yep. sports story, competitive story, like I said, it could be Uno, it could be Dominoes, it could be whatever. If someone threatened your life uh, <laughs> yes. while playing spades, uh, we can form a support group. I can be there for you, and you can be there for me. Um, you can hit us up, bwthing1, that's number one, at gmail.com. That's bwthing1 at gmail.com. Small business owners, hit me up there, too. We want to support you guys. and. Right. Uh, and uh, push your business, reputable owners. And also, once again, shout out to the homie Reese Nichols for hosting us. You can go to amp.net, um, pick up Majesty, one amp of his artists. Amprecords.net, yep. I'm sorry. Uh, you can pick up one of his artists, Majesty, just dropped a new joint. Yep. Um, why Stop Now. Nice. Um, go pick that up. Yeah, you will like that. Um, shout out to the, all the artists and the good people over there at Amp Records. Yep. And until next time, it has been a black and white thing. Let's I'll go. Let y'all.